What up, everybody? This is Jason Lee, and you're tuning in to Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. And Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. What's up, your boy Giovanni? Hola. So I woke up this morning, and I'm just not even, like, in a jovial mood. So to our listeners who are listening, yes, you are hearing post-election stress disorder coming out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, man, let the purge <clears throat> commence. Is that what you think is going to happen? Hey, listen, if you got beef with somebody right now, you start writing them down. Oh, I think on a serious note, like, I... I don't know what happened. I feel like I'm in a relationship that I just got cheated on. You know, like I feel like the country has just betrayed me. And it's not even about pro-Hillary or anti-Donald Trump. It's just about like having morals and values and beliefs and principles and things that I stand for um, and that I know a lot of people stand for and hold close to our heart. And I think a lot of America just got really comfortable with Barack Obama being in there and just thought we just had it in the bag and didn't go out and vote. But I feel like I just feel betrayed. I feel betrayed by the country. And it's just sad that, you know, you one day you feel like you're connected to the rest of the country and then you wake up one day and feel like it's a whole different America. I I've been going. I First of all, I feel you on the um, post-election stress disorder, like literally mm. every part of my body hurts. My neck hurts. My back hurts. My head hurts. I literally was just asking our, you know, Lisa to, for pain relief because my head is just throbbing. And I just had this impending feeling of doom for like the last month because I really felt like I didn't want to voice my concerns. Um, because you know, it's like jinx, you know, you, you put it, you give it energy by putting it out in the universe, but I legit felt like he was going to win and it was legitimately scaring the shit out of me as a Canadian. Like I, t- I had to take a backseat to this because I can't vote, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just, you know, just observing and whatnot. And I think that, you know, for both Republicans who are upset about the fact that he won, well, you guys let him hijack your fucking party. That's number one. Democrats Really, honestly, what it looks like happened from the outside looking in is that there was a there was a conspiracy to make Hillary the Democratic nomination and they took it from Bernie. And there's a lot of people, Bernie supporters, who were like very anti-Hillary. They were mm-hmm. they may be anti-Trump, but they were also anti-Hillary and they felt like their cho- their choices were taken away from them. And so these people probably didn't go out and vote or if they did, they probably voted um, alternative Green Party or Jill Stein or, you know, Gary Johnson or he's libertarian. Sorry. And she's a Green Party. But all and then there's like 15,000 people that went out and voted for fucking Harambe. Like what? I fucking can't with you. But what is and wrong I, with and you? And unfortunately, they're probably all our people, too. I can't. Yeah. They were saying anybody except Donald Trump. Like, you know, I mean, yeah. I was watching the whole um, I was watching everything last night. And I was remember talking to myself inside my spirit like, yo, this dude really might win. Mm-hmm. And it was like a lot of neck and neck. Um situations between him and Hillary, but, you know, it's just she could not pull strong and pull through. And I think America, you made the bed, now we got to lay in it. Yeah, but I think that's that's the problem. And I think for me, you know, I've been involved with politics for years before Love and Hip Hop, before Hollywood Unlocked, before this radio show. My job was to work with and lead members of a union, the largest union in the country, to get involved in things that affect their lives as working people, politics, being one of those and democracy is a it's a process and it's a process that you have to be involved with you can't sit on the sidelines and complain or sit on the sidelines and say it should be this way or that way you have to actively participate in it all the time so Mm -hmm. whether you're voting to legalize marijuana voting to put in 
you know, the new senator, shout out to Kamala Harris, who won. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, and she we, did. We worked with Kamala before in mm-hmm. the Bay Area. She's an Oakland girl. So I'm I'm happy for that. But it's de- democracy is, a, is something that you have to participate in. So to wake up, see the KKK rallying and happy, to see the comments online, to see the displacency of like our people is just so frustrating. So I've, I, I just go back to this interview I saw of Oprah where she was just like, what do you say? In all the noise. Right. I don't even know what to say. There, there, uh, but I will tell you, though, mm-hmm. now it's time to, like, utilize all our relationships to really get active yeah. in the conversations and in the activities that are going to be happening. Because it's not just about Donald Trump winning the White House. The Republicans have taken the House and the Senate. Mm-hmm. There's an open seat or two for the Supreme Court mm-hmm. there that he, get, uh, Donald and them get to confirm. Yeah. Then and he's you, also trying to um, uh, uh, Justice um, Scalia. He's yeah. trying mm-hmm. to, that. That was Obama's nomination, mm-hmm. and he's trying to get him off the bench. Mm-hmm. And then you have him. He's he, trying to dismantle he, every he single wants, he piece said he's of gonna, legislation that he said he's going to repeal all of the all of the executive orders or all of the bills that's been passed by Obama. He's mm-hmm. going to repeal Marriage Equality Act, so gay marriage won't be legal. He's going to. I'm sure he's going to cut some funding to education. I mean, there's just. So there's just so many things that I think are are, are going to be challenges. Gonna go, healthcare is going to go back to the drawing board. Yeah. The um, the deal that he made with Iran, he's totally going to dismantle that, and that is one of the most dangerous things because Iran has such a huge, massive stockpile of nuclear weapons, and we've just given this motherfucker the codes to mm-hmm. ours. I kid you not, this is a prediction that war is going to finally end up on our doorstep, and it's going to. 9-11 is going to pale in comparison. And that is the scariest thing that, is, that has ever left my mouth. And I hate it and it makes me want to cry yeah. because I firmly believe in it. The other thing that just was really stressful is that is, is, is like the insidiousness of Mike Pence, his running mate. People don't understand just how dangerous that man is. He believes- Well, he's in, not his running mate. He's no, the he's vice now president. the vice president, which scares the fuck out of me because he believes in things like conversion therapy. And conversion therapy is something they used to do in the 50s and the 60s where they believed that homosexuals could be turned heterosexual through electroshock therapy. It's, oh. dis- it's fucking archaic and disgusting. He also believes that a woman, no matter what the circumstances are, that she should never be able to have an abortion. That includes rape. That includes molestation and incest. That is disgusting. First of all, I have, I really have a place in, like, I, I really hate men that try to decide how a woman need, you know, should operate her own body. Mm-hmm. Unless you have a uterus, I don't want to hear your fucking, I don't want to hear what you have to say. I really, really don't. The only time a man has something to say is when it's his progeny and have a conversation with that individual. But as a, as a governing body, you shouldn't be able to tell me what I can do with mine. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, the, fr- the frustrating part about this is that it's like no matter like we're talking about this right now, and there's people watching, and every single person watching is going to have a different perspective. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, there's the beautiful thing of living in a democracy where you where your voice should matter or does matter, where you can vote and your vote should matter, where you can participate in the process and not be afraid of being killed and other things. But the fact that people woke up this morning and have called family members to make sure that they're okay because they are a part of the class or groups that. He's attacked and has said Mm -hmm. what he has said. Mm -hmm. So the dilemma that I have, because as you know, somebody reached out to me as part of Donald Trump's campaign or his Mm -hmm. his his uh, cabinet or whatever um, about helping them with messaging to the African-American community and how we can work on programs and stuff to help um, develop entrepreneurs. And so the personal conflict that I have is 
you know, do I sit on the sideline or participate in my own way of, of having a voice in the process or do I go in and try to be a part of it and help influence and shape whatever the inevitable is going to be to the best of my efforts? I feel like you. Uh, sh- I, f- I feel like if you're given the opportunity to do so, knowing you, you're going to go into it with like a measure of altruism. You're going to mm-hmm. go into it feeling like I'm trying to do good. I'm trying to actually open these people's eyes who to see are, some good in you bad. know in you know mm-hmm. and and maybe create some you know programs or maybe create create an environment that does kind of negate a lot of the divisiveness that is happening because what's scary is is that there's so many people that woke up today or just were celebrating last night and they feel like this gives them the license to be a complete and total asshole yeah. like you you just you just get to walk up to somebody and and just disrespect them. Why? I mean, why we're, we're all, we're, this is going to sound so hokey, but it's true. We're all a member of one race, the mm. human race. I have such a, I have such a difficult time understanding why people, their instinct is to hate what they don't understand or what doesn't look like them. Like th- that makes me curious. I'm like, I want to know more about you. Yeah. I just don't understand why it's just, it, it frightens me that people just feel like his win is a license to just be vicious oh, and nasty and hatred. I, I saw you that. You saw it happening at a poll between a, a white a couple and some African, some black people voting. I don't know what transpired, but long story short, she's, the white woman spit on this black girl and called her the N-word. Mm-hmm. And her husband was just standing there not knowing what to say or do. Yeah, because if he had tried to do anything, we all know how that would have ended up. He would have been dead. He would have been well, dead. Well, one one criticism I will give to Obama, because I will say that in my lifetime, and I've only been alive 39 years, <clears throat> he's been the best president that I've related to mm-hmm. in terms of economy, social issues. Um, I think, though, he could have done a lot more for the black community in terms of really taking a hard line against police discrimination mm-hmm. and racism. Um, I think he missed an opportunity there. The scary part is that Donald Trump wants to support uh uh, stop and frisk. Mm-hmm. And if many people know, the Supreme Court has said that that was uh, unconstitutional. unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is a person who is looking, who is a businessman. So he's great in business. No political. Mm-hmm. And that's even debatable. But he, he's never had a political experience. He's mm-hmm. never been in the army or a part of the armed forces. He's never been in office. This, And now he's he can go to nuclear war with any company. And I don't, I mean, any uh, country. And given his temperament, I don't know that that's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. So it's just really, I just don't understand. I guess where I am right now is I don't even have like a joke in my body right now because I just yeah. really don't understand how the country believed taking the people aside that he was more experienced than her at doing this job. I don't think it was the experience that they were looking for. They were, everyone was just looking for radical change. I yeah. mean, there's there's such a huge portion of the country that was staring at a man that they didn't identify with, you know, like I'm, I'm basically saying white staring at Obama. They just were Did like, not, we need yeah. to take this back. We need to see um, a reflection of ourselves back in power. Make America and great exactly. Again. So they weren't trying to, you know, vote for a vagina, like seriously. Yeah, and, and the worst part is the women, the women that were just like, you know, that were so anti Hillary. I was like, but how can you support Trump? Trump? Like it's maternity leave for you. It's, you know, your, your, your um, reproductive rights. 
Like, how are these? It seems like these women are just really comfortable just being fucking Stepford wives. Well, I definitely thought that history was going to be made again. I, it was I, it was times where I felt like Hillary might do it because I felt like you know they wanted to make history again with having the first female president. But once I seen that it wasn't going to happen, and then I start seeing that women was supporting Trump, I think sometimes people get scared so much they just like want to join what they're afraid of, before, you know, just to get on the bandwagon of like I'm a Trump supporter, so nothing's going to happen to me, so I'm good. But I was going around seeing people in neighborhoods with vote for Trump and 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 women for Trump, and then I was looking on my Instagram timeline, it was people I knew. That was voting for Trump. And yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? It has been it's been really interesting. I know so many um, different examples of people, friends who are no longer friends anymore, uh, family members who don't speak to each other because of this. Like oh, this, wow. the, the level of divisiveness that this uh, this particular election has encouraged amongst just just the country just goes so deep that. I don't know what repair looks like. Well, I'll say on my Facebook, all I posted last night was I have no words. And mm. y'all know I love to talk. Mm. So I had no words because what do you say? I mean, I will say that um, one of my friends texted me last night and said, hey, what's up? Did you vote? And he said, no, I didn't vote. LOL. This shit is crazy that he got elected. The problem I'm with- sorry, Did you chew him the, another um, asshole? I just, you know, again, when I tell you the level of anger I had at just how I feel- disconnected people are and some would say well no that's democracy people just didn't agree with you Mm. i don't know what would disqualify a person at this point from being able to put our future in their hands like you can attack every race religion you could attack other countries you can you can be so vile you can disrespect women you can be accused of sexual assault you can file bankruptcy you can refuse to share who you have business dealings with and releasing your taxes you can do all of that and still have the power to launch a nuclear attack and kill everybody in our country. Yeah. I wanted to vote so bad. So Wait. why didn't you? Because I'm I'm I have I can't. Why? It's the uh, it's oh, the incarceration. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's yeah. the other and oh and that's no, but, sad too. But no, wait. If you are but that is goes back to the education. I know your circumstances, whatever, but if you are if you have been arrested and if you have been in jail, you still have the right to vote if you're not on parole on or probation. probation. People yeah. need to know that their rights and I feel like this time, you know, having been involved with the unions for 10 years and all the campaigns and phone banking and precinct walking and monitoring polls, the unions didn't come out this year. There was no real visibility and no real enthusiasm. Beyonce coming out at the 11th hour, Jay-Z coming out at the 11th hour, Chance the Rapper leading protests, all that shit does not matter at the 11th hour. Right. Right. There's just no way that, I mean, Hillary's messaging on the email scandal wasn't really good. I mean, they were just saying, oh, this isn't right that the FBI is releasing it, which wasn't. But again, shit, your messaging and your momentum should have been so unbreakable that you should have been able to fight through that. And I just feel like they missed it. What they, do you think they, about they his? Totally missed it. What do you think about his post speech? I didn't watch it. I couldn't. I, even, couldn't, I watched I could, it. I couldn't watch I couldn't even it. Listen. It was very. He was talking about unity. That's all I know. <sighs> I was like, mm, and then uh, David Duke fucking. He was like giving shout outs you. to people, having people come up say a few <laughs> words. It wasn't like. President Barack Obama's speech when he won. Listen, well, let, wait, look, wait, 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 wait. Can I say something? Mm. Do not look to Barack Obama as the barometer for class, because if you remember, it was just eight years ago that we had George W. George, yeah, George w. Bush, w. Bush in office, w. who was one of the <laughs> most. I don't even want to say stupidest because that's not a word. <laughs> he was one of the most 
ridiculous presidents we've ever had, ever. Well, this and, is round two. And then if you think about that, eight years before that, we had one of the best presidents in our time, mm-hmm. Bill Clinton. the Clintons. Mm-hmm. So it's like we go in this wave, but I just feel like where we are right now in the world with Syria, with the economy, the Dow took a nosedive, 750 points. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they say it's steadily recovering, but, you know, the world and the world market was just so unsure about where the country was going. Let me tell you what stock was crazy. was was up. The only stock that was up. guns. Uh, Corrections Corp of America. I'm sure. Six point one million Americans were not allowed to vote because they're either incarcerated or in geo situation where they don't know or feel like they are. Don't have the right. Don't have the right to vote. <laughs> That's 6.1 million votes that, that could have made a difference. That could have made a huge, massive difference because it wasn't a landslide Jeez. victory. It just wasn't. I don't care about the electoral, electoral college. It wasn't a landslide victory. It was. Well, what, he it he wasn't. just focused on those battleground states and well, he went hard in the paint and she just kind of glazed over shit. Like yeah. they just. It, 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 well, I, I, will, I will say that Barack Obama won the election in 2008, having been a part of that campaign because he rode the wave of hope in the mm-hmm. country. The country felt hopeless after the Iraq war, after the war in uh, Afghanistan, after, of, uh, after uh, the depleting economy. I mean, the uh, depleting um uh, you know, we had a surplus of capital in our treasury and we lost a lot of money with the wars that I think he rode the wave of hope and he was able to really get our message and as an organizer being able to move the country that way. Mm-hmm. I think because Trump tapped into the vein of people who think that this country is fixed and our government is rigged and all that, he tapped into that vein and he rode that wave. And interestingly, looking at the numbers, he unified white people all across the board, young white people, old white people, men, women, conservatives, he aligned them all the same way Obama was able to align the, the millennials. Mm-hmm. So I think it, this, I, I mean, I'm hoping that there's a lot of studying studies that happen as a result of, of what happened, but I hope everybody listening and everybody that we can reach is like literally looking deep within about how they may not have actively participated enough because yeah, or, I, I really, or, or, I, well, let me just say, yeah. I really feel like, like it's so unpredictable what is going to happen in the yeah. next years yeah i i have this thing wherever like you know somebody's complaining about whatever's going on in their life or whatever like i just had a girlfriend come visit me and all she did was talk about her you know her now off again boyfriend and whatever else and i was just like it's not him it's you you are a participant in your own fucking misery and Mm. we don't have anybody to blame realistically but ourselves anybody who went out and voted you know voted for hillary whatever the case is you know hey listen my hat's off to you but the reality of the situation is, is that we have we we do have a sense of apathy. You know, we do have a sense of, duh, who cares? Yeah. Somebody else gonna do it. I got into an, uh, into a lift today. The woman didn't even know what the outcome of the election was, and it was at four thirty in the morning. Like yeah. I was leaving my girlfriend's house, and I'm talking to this woman, and I'm just like, oh my god, I'm dying. And she was like, what's wrong? I was like. You don't know. And she's a black woman. So I'm like, you know, why are you so chipper right now? You know? And so I told her, she was like, oh my God, my skin's crawling. I was like, did you vote? She was like, well, no. And I was like, blink, 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 fucking stare, man. I will say to everybody who voted for Donald Trump, you've made your bed. Now you have to lay in it. 
And I will say that I, although they are still a part of the process and yeah, now it's about inclusion and how, like you said, maybe I can get involved some way mm-hmm. and be influential some way. Cause I haven't even called Trayvon Martin's mom who was real active in Hillary Clinton's campaign. I am going to call her today cause mm-hmm. I didn't want cause she was with her and mm-hmm. I wanted like, you know, I want to call Karen civil and talk to different people, but I also just text Omarosa cause I do want to know from the inside of the Donald Trump world, what is your plan for the black community? Because the Black Lives Matter, the Dream Defenders, the work that Russell Simmons, Jamie Foxx, and everybody with the Trayvon Martin Foundation have done, they're not going to go away. If anything, this is going to give the African-American organizations the momentum they need to really organize. But if black people Mm -hmm. don't start aligning their values, their morals, their principles, like all this fucking stuff that I see online with all the violence happening that the black on black crime, like, come on, we really have to stand for something Mm -hmm. united in a way that's going to move our culture forward. But I I just will say like, I honestly don't even have a joke about it. I didn't see Omarosa at all. Oh, she, oh, she's there. And if you haven't seen her, you will see her. She yeah. now has the platform. It was a speckle. It was a few speckle of black people at that rally. And I was like, like, wow, like they're there. But everybody that stayed home and didn't vote because you were mad or upset, fuck you. Because yeah. now we have to deal with it. And it doesn't mean that we're hopeless. It just means that we actually we don't know. have to do a lot of work. Yeah. Well, he definitely did say uh, in this post speech, like, you know, something about, yeah, man, maybe eight years. And I said, oh, my, my girl said, boy, go sit the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the, here's the thing. Here's my one, you know, nugget of optimism that I felt like I could like, I don't know, pull out of somewhere. Um, I don't know. I hope that, I hope that this, you know, increased level of responsibility somehow miraculously makes him a better man. My level of optimism is that my my level of optimism is that I have somebody in his camp who was really seriously interested from what I've gathered Mm -hmm. at helping develop entrepreneurs entrepreneurial programs for African-Americans, um, creating programs and helping Don help to navigate Donald and his cabinet to get active. And I'm going to do my part, but as long as they understand, I'm going to stay true to what I believe. Like I, I believe a woman has the right to, to, decide. to, lead the to, to decide, mm-hmm. to lead the country, or, or to, to decide oh, to make decisions. Yeah. equal rights in, yeah. front, in terms of pay. Yeah. I believe that gay people, if they want to get married, I'm gay. I don't know that I want to get married, but if I did, I should have every basic right of every other human being. Mm-hmm. It's nobody else's business. So um, I believe, but I also believe in being an entrepreneur and I believe in being able to have access because the one thing this person said to me that was so true, he said, I believe in you as an entrepreneur, everything that you've built, everything that you're working for, everything that you stand for, I believe in, but you don't have what I have and I have access to money. And that's a problem for the African-American community. We want to be able to streamline access. That's mm-hmm. huge, right. but it has to come, it can't come, you know, my values don't have a price tag. So, okay, you want to invest in me and you believe in me here's my values and what I believe they're not for sale. I'm willing to come and listen to you and understand where you're coming from. And I'm interested in helping you shape policy or whatever, but I'm not going to fold, you know I mean? So, I mean, it just goes back to like the skills I had at the union where we had to find foster collaboration. Like you can't live in this world and just live in a bubble. Yeah. And I'll be lying to say that listening to and watching Donald Trump, I don't feel like he lives in a bubble. Right. Like I feel like he's so disconnected from everybody. It's just crazy right now. Yeah. yeah. So well, thankfully we didn't plan this, but God was involved with Hollywood right. Locked Uncensored because we had a comedian scheduled for today. Yes. Thank God. It's my ex-husband, Tony Rock. <laughs> and mine. We, we got married in a movie. Oh, I was about to say. 
Awesome. Mind y'all, make sure you look at who your first lady is, by the way, too. Oh, yeah, you can legit Google. Let's, let's talk about that when Tony's in the room. Okay. So we're going to bring hopefully bring some humor to this conversation. <laughs> Hilarious, crazy. And the one nigga I hide from when I go to comedy shows. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Rock is in the building. Wow. Hey, boo. What's good? What's good? I just told him that you're my ex-husband and everyone yes. looked at me like, what the yes. fuck? I was like, we well, did because a movie. we talk about your vagina so much on the show, I didn't know that he had Yeah. Well, no, he had, he in, had not visited it because we were in a movie together and it wasn't oh. a porn. I tried to visit it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were too busy we slanging, was, <laughs> slanging your shit all over Atlanta. What movie was this? It was, uh, what? oh shit, Three Can Play, three that, can play game. that Game. It was yeah. Three Can Play That Game. Yeah. Wait, so you were just getting ready to out his business of slanging it to somebody who... who oh, no, 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 no. No, he got familiar with a lot of young ladies in Atlanta yeah, while was, we were I filming. I was real hot that month. Okay. <laughs> we was in Atlanta for a month filming. I was real, uh, I, was, well, you, I, was, I was A-list. You got broads over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that that was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> no, no, this is not a joke. <laughs> no, seriously, seriously. Designer. The day that we were going to, the night before we were going to be filming our wedding scene and we had to like, you know, kiss and whatnot, I was like, please, if you fuck anybody, just don't eat her pussy. <laughs> please, please, I'm begging you. Told you. him that. Yes. Oh, the hilarious. Fuck? So, so yeah. So I've been to the uh, all dev digital comedy yeah, shows. Yeah, I've seen times. you there. Yeah. Have you? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because they always try to sit me in the front. I'm like, I'm not fucking with y'all because yeah. I already know. You know. Uh, you know. He he hosts the all dev digital comedy uh, show and it's just fucking hilarious. So mm-hmm. what? How did that whole relationship with Russell come about? I mean, I'm sure you've known him for a while. Uh, I've known Russell since uh, Def Jam started. Before I was even doing stand-up, I would uh, hang out with my brother. And my brother was a uh, friend of Russell. So, you know, we would go to the city and go to the Def Jam offices and hang out. I was just a little kid hanging out in the room, being a fly on the wall, soaking it all in. And then uh, when Def Jam made its, uh, came back years later, you know, when Martin was hosting it, it was ran for a few years and it stopped. They brought it back the second time and I had already started doing stand-up. So I kept trying to get in. I kept calling Bob Sumner, who was Russell's right-hand man at the time. Mm -hmm. Like, you got to get me in, you got to get me in. And then when Mike, when it came back again a third time, when Mike was hosting, I felt like the time was right. My, my, my stand-up was a caliber that I could fit in with anybody else. And uh, Russell said, you know, let's give him a shot. And then my boys sat behind Russell while I was taping. And when I got off stage, Russell said, that guy's going to be a star. Yeah, yeah, what I like about, for those audiences listening that may not know his brother Chris Rock, your connection, because mm-hmm. you were in good hair too. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. another Rock connection. So the thing I like about you hosting um, – ADD, um, shout out to my, I do have psychological problems in ADD. <laughs> but I like the fact that you bring a New York flavor to Hollywood because yeah. I feel like Hollywood is so pretentious, so like narcissistic and caught up yeah. in themselves. Yeah. And you really be representing New York in there because you be yeah. cussing out bloods, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so I, I like that because I feel like LA is just so dead. So it is a, this that Wednesday rejuvenation. Yeah, I try to get past all of that yeah. on Wednesday. You've been, you've, you've been Wednesday. Yeah, like I try to get past all that. Yeah. Who you are, what your status is, <laughs> what you, you do to I, on IG, and it's like let's just have a comedy show. And that's let's the thing do, I really admire laugh. about Tony because I've every, he does his whole the whole show. He's just improv and fucking and vibing off the crowd. He doesn't really yeah. do set material. Yeah, like he does a whole show every week just vibing with the artists, and that's a talent, bro. And it's hilarious. Yeah, I, I like to come up with some ideas, you know, during the week, and then I, that's where I work on them that Wednesday. Gotcha. So when I go on the road, I'm literally, you guys are guinea pigs on Wednesday. Man, you don't know it. Sitting in that but then when I go road, on tour, it's I've, like, I'm, you fuck with me and I was in the back. <laughs> like, how the fuck you see me back there? I look at you all the time. I look at you at the barbershop. <laughs> oh, I see yeah. him in the barbershop. I just go in. But I love that. Though. Yeah, shout that. out to uh, Miss Diddy when she used to be over there in Drew. Drew. They would always say, oh, yeah, we got you set up right here in front. I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to go sit right back over here. <laughs> so, okay. So the, um, so the show, wait. 
So the movie that you were in. So what was that movie? Because I missed that movie. So it was called Three Can Play That Game. So it was like the continuation of Two Can Play That Game. And Vivica was in that, but Morris Chestnut was not in this mm. one. And, and, I, was, and no Anthony Anderson either. And no Anthony Anderson, but it was you. Yeah. You know. Was, was it Lee? Uh, pretty much, yeah. I like, was uh, like... I was. I think I was number four on the call sheet. That's still kind of yeah. Still kind of You look at the call Vi- sheet like, okay, I'm up top. It yeah. was Vivica, um, Jason George, yes, um, Jasmine Lewis, yes, yourself, me, um, and then everybody else. I don't remember. Yeah, um, yeah, I have no idea. But no, that was awesome. It was like we we were in Atlanta for about a month. I want to say. Yeah, it was so about- Atlanta was basically like our home, and um, they were. They were very, they were very nice to us, as he can attest. <laughs> he was just all over the yeah, fucking we had place. A ball. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. But when we, when me and Tony had first met, like I fucking hated him. Mm. Like I couldn't stand was, him. Was, Do you remember where we met? No. We met. It was BT's. I want to say it was their twenty fifth anniversary or something like that. And you were doing course. Well, they had a show. Wait a minute. Yes. Yeah, wait, and you were ahead. doing correspondence on a stage. And I came up to the stage because I was one of the faces of BET at the time. And then you said some fucking sideways that <laughs> shit to me. What else? Accomplice? I, I don't remember what it was that he said. He, he said, probably he, asked you if you had a Honda Accord. <laughs> It, it might have been something like that or it, it might have had something to do with I don't know what it had to do with but I was just like oh you're the not so funny brother yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah. that sounded like yeah, some yeah. curve queen shit I was just yeah, like yeah. who the fuck yeah. I was so and so then when I find out I get the get the role for this movie they're like oh okay so you're gonna be playing uh, you know opposite Tony Rock I was like <laughs> but that, oh that that probably worked for screen. No, you know what? We ended up becoming really great friends. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. ended up understanding his comedy. After I love it. Once I had to deal with it every single so, day. Okay, so we need to we need a comedic <laughs> perspective on. By the time the show airs, the national elections have closed. Everybody knows Donald Trump's our president. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Uh, I think Donald Trump did a smart thing. If I can give him credit for one thing, he he reached out to the demographic that he knew would get him in the White House. He reached out to, demo, to to poor, uneducated white people that felt like they haven't had a voice in politics for years. Mm. And I don't even think he cares about these people, but he knew, hey, if I talk to this group right here, mm-hmm. they're going to run to the polls. They did the, they did the numbers last night, 49% increase in voting, vo- voting turnout from uneducated like white people, white men, mm. white men r- ran to the polls. Yeah, so the motherfuckers yeah. in the Ozarks and, and yeah. you know the Adirondacks so when, and shit like they they yeah. came down from the mountain. When Obama got elected, Yeehaw. they was like, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna learn to read. I mean, read, and we're gonna get by. when this eight years is up. We're gonna have the right to vote, and we're gonna change this all. But we got to sit through Obama for eight years because we got to get educated. But now yeah. they're 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 they have the right to vote, yeah. and they changed the world last night. We they can sit out. back and watch our reality TV. And I don't think he's gonna. Do, I don't really don't think he's going to do much to help them but it was just these these are the people that i'm going to talk to the crazy thing is when obama ran 99.9 percent of black people voted for obama yeah Yeah, they sure that's they did yeah they did hillary ran and like 50 percent of the women voted for her yeah like like beyonce had more women in formation than than hillary did (laughs) (laughs) maybe beyonce should run for president no in in four years you know i'm a you know i'm i love beyonce but she got to get her speech impediments together I mean, no disrespect to, to the queen and beehive. I don't give a fuck about oh all those Barbie armies and all those fucking fans. I'm just saying, I love her to death. Those Barbie you know. armies will come out. In no, because I inter- yo no, I interviewed Safari. We interviewed Safari, and yeah. those fucking Barbie people were like, "Fuck you, you're gonna go down." I'm like, "Fuck all you pink motherfuckers." I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Man, then I got Safari. a call. They were like, "If you ever want Nikki to come, up, Nikki ain't coming over. Nikki ain't coming to Dash Radio right now." No, do, you, she- do you even think Donald Trump wants to be president? Or just like, mm, I can do it. 
Or uh, I'm a, rich. It's, it's I just a, want to do no, I'm it's, bored. It's, it's a business thing. Like his businesses were flopping and mm-hmm. you know, he drummed up this uh this uh kind of like a fear campaign. That, See, that's what I'm know, saying. The, the country's being taken over. And mm-hmm. if you're black, I mean, if you're white and you have nothing, if you're white and you have nothing or you have very little, you feel like a nigga with a little more than you is an enemy. Which is a lot mm-hmm. of people. You feel people, like a, a, People think all white people are balling. There's that one or 3% that are out yeah. there that got the money. There's more white people in this country on welfare than black people. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's the fact. Like everybody, yeah. people don't seem to realize that, but there's way more you go up in the mountains, man. They up there. Yeah. So do you For think real. do you think Melania Trump should get her residuals from Pornhub or is that just should <laughs> she donate that to, to her? Yeah. Yeah, I wanna crazy. see I wanna see his level of power and how he can get all her nudes taken down off the That's internet. I wanna crazy. see if he can get that. If so if you Google He probably doesn't even care. He didn't get him you know before he ran. You're, you're right. Who gives a shit? When you run for president, they, they dig up everything on you. Every, yeah. Everything. That's and why I, I was, I was like, blown away that Obama won because it's like, the way not he, blown away that he won, but like a black guy from the south side of Chicago ran for president and they couldn't find any dirt on him. Yeah. Except the weed. That was that's nothing though. I know. And this that's, time, what I'm that's nothing. So I mean, that was shocking to me. Like they didn't find. They couldn't nothing. find nothing on him. Yeah. So, so this it's, Thursday, when uh, Donald and Obama have to meet, you know, this is the motherfucker God. that said that Obama wasn't American. Yeah. That he wasn't born they said in America. He was the worst president in, in the history. And now they have to sit down and have this transition of power. What do you think will be the first <laughs> thing they talk about? I think uh, Obama's going to be classy like he always is. Mm-hmm. He's going to be gracious. He's going to be classy. And Trump's going to probably be an asshole about it. You know, mm-hmm. probably, I'm sure he's going to. It's going to be a few digs here and there. But, yeah. you know, Obama did his job. His eight is up. You know, it's like nothing he could do now. Damn. What do you think yeah, Barack did. about to do right now? He's still going to be. Who? He's still, what, he has, how, much, how much time left? He got. Two, he has till January. Yeah, so a couple Jan- months. Like January, January. He's, he's going to pardon some people. He's going to, you know, change some student loan problems. He's trying to do some things before he leaves. And then what do you think he'll do after he leaves? Hide. Probably going to Hawaii to chill. Chill. Mm. Take his take his family and his stars rolling up. And, another one. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna smoke a fat one as soon as he gets to play in Hawaii. <laughs> I mean, well, he, yeah, exactly. You gotta he come to that, Cal- he he that legal here in bong, California. That bong with the, with the, with the eagle on top. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the coolest thing ever. But I mean, like California just had like a major victory in like yeah. the whole marijuana. Yeah, you know, I got I got to put some more money in that. Exactly. I, I was playing around, but now I got to put some real money into it. Yeah. But I mean, like the the you know the angst over. Donald Trump winning was so serious here in California. There was riots all over the place, yeah. all up and down last the coast night. last night. And I mean, now there's this new hashtag, hashtag secede where California literally wants to say, okay, wow. fuck the U.S. We want to be our own you know, country. <laughs> wow. This is so reminiscent of like Canada because at one point Montreal, sorry, uh, Quebec wanted to separate. It was the Quebec referendum and they wanted to separate from the rest of Canada. Um, kind of unfortunate that Quebec is a province that's like smack dab in the middle of the country. So what so, happened to the Atlantic province? So Tony, just so you know, she's the Super one smart. on the show who went to school and paid no, attention know, to know, shit know, that we don't give a fuck we, about. Really, but. <laughs> California <laughs> wants to break off and when become its own country, doing this dude. Shit right here? California ain't fucking with the rest of America right now. They like, yo, we gonna crip, the, crip it out over here. The rest of y'all can blood it out over there. But at, but at least your state got it right. I mean, your former mayor, Giuliani, was on stage smiling from ear to ear. They're supporting stop and frisk. Oh, yeah. New Giuliani's a piece of That's shit. The, the, the thing I'm concerned him. about is like the, te- the, the temperature of the country now. Like, it's yeah. gonna be like cops. How are they gonna feel now? Like, yeah. they're gonna feel like they're more empowered. How are the random, the average white guy's gonna feel when he's driving down the street and sees a black kid? Like, is he gonna feel oh, like he's gonna feel like he can run how, him over? Yeah. How's a group of drunken white boys gonna feel Friday night when they're walking out of a bar and they see a black dude? Like, that's the thing I'm worried about. Oh, like, they're gonna that, feel empowered at, to just I was exactly. at Starbucks. Really disrespectful. I was at Starbucks this morning and wanted to swing on a motherfucking line. Just, I don't know. I felt some tension. Yeah, and I just want an oatmeal. Bad boy. That's what he was saying in his yeah, mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just asking Jason. I was like, okay, so what do you think that they thought you were? 
it, not them. <laughs> you know, whether they thought I was Mexican, Puerto Rican, black, hey, nigga, you ain't one of us. Yeah. But yeah. you got to go yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Have you been checking in with your folks back in New York? Because I've been talking to a lot of my friends back in New York and they're like, it's literally like a funeral. In New I, York, everyone's, you know, we, in New York, we dress in black a yeah, lot, yeah. but it seems like everybody is dressed in black, you know, and it's just like every people shit, are calling. North Carolina, everybody's dressed in white. I oh, heard, yes, they I are. heard last night in New York shit. at a Trump uh, acceptance rally, they, they were chanting. Uh, Kill Obama. No, what was it? Lock uh, her up. It was, uh, we hate Muslims, we hate oh, blacks, yeah. we oh. have our great country back. Yeah. Damn. We posted that yeah. on Hollywood a lot. Yeah. Jesus is about to come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody said these are the last days. The motherfucker Straight got the nuclear code, yeah. so we just count. I was definitely saying okay, that. Okay, so you know, yesterday I forgot during Hot Topics to bring up Melissa Ford made the front cover of Media Takeout because we cracked a joke about Colin, her friend, and they thought <laughs> on Media Takeout they said that she's Colin Kaepernick's side chick. So I know you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Because I know we're going to get to talking about these hoes in L.A. So I mean, let me, we're going to edit that out. We're going to get to talking about these nice young women in L.A. Oh, that's what you choose to cut out? You said I wanted to punch a guy in the fucking face and stall them. But let's cut, let's cut hoes. Let's leave some women in L.A. Oh, fuck it. We'll leave it. So, yeah. So did you want to talk about? That, you know what? That's what irritates me on so many different levels. First level. One, Fred from Media Takeout is my friend. We go out to dinner. Like we mm. hang out. So how is it that this story that is so far from the fucking truth, I don't know Colin Kaepernick. We met at a party three years ago. We don't talk on the phone. I don't know his girlfriend. So his girlfriend didn't call me. No one has my number. How, Fred, you... Well, Fred, what you well, say. well, well, Fred has a job to do. That's how it got no, out. No, no, Fred, no, no, no. Fred is like, you know, I got to put something out there juicy to make people, you so know, let me tell you, want to see this. I called him up. I was like, what the entire fuck? Right. And he was just like, well, my writer said that she was listening to your show and you said Colin Kaepernick. And he said, did she really say that? And she was like, yeah. I was like, I did not. I said, Colin, Colin, my friend right. who is not Colin Kaepernick. He's just a regular guy named fucking Colin. How she got Colin Kaepernick was just her convoluted way of thinking of me. But if, he, if he wouldn't have called you a side you, chick, you, would wait, you have been okay? You do realize. No, because listen, listen, do not put any net bed, notches on my bedpost that I didn't motherfucking earn. Okay. You, you that do, shit irritates me. You do the realize least. there's a whole country of ugly bitches that wish they had that problem right there that you're talking about? <laughs> I do not. Like when you're good looking, you get, you get romantically linked to, to certain people. No, that's not romantic linked that is trying, that, that is trying to take some other some other woman's man that's what okay. they said about me oh, okay. and that's not okay because that's not what I'm trying to do at fucking all keep right. your man I don't want 10% of somebody else's fucking shit when she, say, fuck it, when she say the F word a lot she's mad See, she, oh, really? she, 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 she handled a lot differently than I did that's the white girl and you called him up let's talk about it Fred wrote a story about me about two weeks ago I didn't even tell you because it had me so fucking hot but you know what I did what, what, did, just, wait, what did he write what, about you, yeah. you know? oh I'll tell so uh you know i'm gay i did now i do okay <laughs> wait how was, how was i supposed to know that like you oh, never really yeah, do that i don't know i mean we, no. don't, we don't hang out yeah, so of course fun. No. i just see him in passing like that's the oh. dude i see oh yeah all no. that sometimes no i got i got niggas too but listen so <laughs> what happened was yeah. somebody saw love and hip-hop that i knew years ago like maybe 10 something years ago that i took a picture with oh, yeah, i just yeah, yeah, yeah. That they took the picture so of course i was younger but this person was younger than me 
put it on media take. I was like, oh, one of Jason Lee's lovers puts him on blast or something, which wasn't true. So you know what I did? I just tweeted Fred. I was like, you punk ass bitch. Don't ever talk about me. And I put his number. I was like, call him and tell him to take this shit down. So his fucking phone fans were like, his line is busy. I can't get this. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even call him. But I was like, fuck it. He can keep the story up if he wants. I don't care. It's not true. But well, I'm surprised he kept number. his phone number. Yeah, yeah, nah, but he yeah, if, you, if you talk about me and it's not true, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You ever made media take out of her? What's the craziest story you heard of about yourself? Of course it had to be a About me? Yeah. Uh, kids, probably. Like I knock some chick up in Cleveland or some shit like that. Oh, that's standard for <laughs> yeah. a comedian. Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, nothing crazy. Well, I I don't know. There's just I don't like it. I wish you I, could say whatever. This is how we look at it. Me yeah. and my boys. You say whatever you want to say about my friend Tony. You say whatever you want to say about my brother Tony. my brother's talking and my mm. friends talking. Just stand by that shit when we see you. Mm. Yeah, when we that's see true. you, be, I, let me be the shit. lame that you said I was. When I see you, let me be the punk that you said I was. When let me be the gay dude you said I was. Let me be all that when you see me. Well, I wish I rolled as deep as You're you a rapper, did. Bro? Shit. Let me just because that's because <laughs> that's the way you really cut through all the bullshit. Yeah. you know, to tweet it and text nah. it and all that. They yeah. get misconstrued in, in, in social media. You were there yeah. when... And social you, media has given cowards the yes. ability to yeah. say shit in anonymity. Listen. Which is a coward's strongest power to be, you know... Anonymous. Right. Anonymous. You, were, you were there when mm-hmm. Nelly tried to slap me. <laughs> I didn't run from that and I came right back on the radio. <laughs> Nelly slapped you? Oh, no. He no. didn't no, slap he me. Did this. But he, he, he wanted to. Yeah. But I, and he called me cat daddy. I, I didn't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> No, I thought that was some kind of country mating call. He was going to backhand slap you. That's yeah. an old man. Listen. Old man say cat daddy. The old man's like, hey, cat daddy. I, 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 thought, I thought it was a country mating call. If his tax situation was a little different, I might have hollered. But no, nah, he, you know, it was just what I'm going to just keep saying what I say. And one day I know I'm going to get my ass whipped. I'm cool with that. I'm on the money team. We'll figure it out. Like, you know what? Tamela Jones, not to cut you off, Tamela Jones said hi. She okay. gives her your best regards. And we had a conversation about you. And I, I was love like, he was, uh, we got to talking about She was like, I love Jason. And then we got into the midst of the conversation. She was like, I don't understand why people get mad at Jason for reporting shit that they already Because did. I can live out here, work in Hollywood, make money, have bad bitches, fuck niggas, and say what the fuck I want and don't care. That's why. <laughs> See how you That's why. That was gangster. I right, went one so- season from throwing a drink on a bitch to next season dropping a sex tape and I'm still out here with Floyd not giving a fuck, making money. He didn't have a sex tape, by the way. He was nah. talking about, he talking about somebody. Okay. Else. Oh, yeah, okay. not my yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got to clear yeah. that up, I saw man. Floyd last night at the Laker game. Yeah, I wasn't invited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It was deep no, too. It was deep. I feel yeah. like there's power in. Was he with Nikki? Nikki baby was there. What? Oh. I told you she was going. Okay, you act like hold you, on. See, he doesn't know who Nikki okay. baby is. Nikki oh. baby is on my show. This is Melissa trying to act brand new. You were at the bank with Floyd yesterday, and I told you Nikki was coming. So yeah, we got our checks, but we didn't get Laker tickets. <laughs> You know what I call you know what Tony, Tony, you know what I call him? I call him Bin Laden, always blowing up somebody's fucking spot. This I the can't hot seat stand for her. this asshole. This is the hot seat for her. Tony actually got somebody's rent paid at the comedy show. Floyd came. Oh yeah, you remember that? Yeah. 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 What? Uh Floyd was at the show, chick just kept up in up in the top, like yelling out, I love you, Floyd. Just kept going crazy. So she was like, It's my birthday. And I'm like, well, are you good looking? Because it was dark. But she was so far in the back, I couldn't see her. Are you good looking? I was like, you fuck around and get your rent paid or some shit like that. And Floyd was like, yeah, what's up, rent? And I was like, let's see what she looked like. Brought her on stage. And she was all right. She was six, six, and, a half, strong six. six and a half. Yeah. Okay. And Floyd was like, what's your rent? And she was like, $1,200. And he gave her $1,200. I said, now, you know that bitch rent was not $1,200. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just like 300 You paid her rent for four months. She, you know she's a guest at an yeah. Airbnb. Oh, well, she was excited, I'm yeah. sure. I'm not. Okay, so let's talk about all the pussy that you get from being a comedian. 
Oh, uh, tremendous, <laughs> because I witnessed it. Amount. I witnessed it just from being, you know, in a movie with him. I was like, it was exhausting just to even watch it. <laughs> Nothing was going on for me, like usual. <laughs> so, have, have you fucked any celebrity women that we could talk about today? Yeah, uh, no, I don't really. Uh, <laughs> celebrity women Lies. is like who? Who's a celebrity? <laughs> who did I fuck? This a celebrity. Raven Simone. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Stacy Dash. No, I would fuck Stacy Dash, but I have now. Yeah, I'd fuck her. Okay. Oh, my Lock, God. Where Lock. has she been this whole yeah. election? Mm, somewhere with Under Russia. Russia. She's laying low. She's, people <laughs> are mad. At, they mad at Trump. They mad at her, too. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, she's laying low. I feel like she's going to have, you know, a little slot in his in his cabinet. Mm, don't go too. I mean, I mean. Yeah, in his cabinet. Speaking, I, mean, exactly. I mean that. Speaking with, of cabinets, what celebrity pussy are you hiding that you don't want to share that you had? <laughs> no, I just, I just fuck girls man i Regular go to the club chicks. and the chicks that you know want to come to my section and drink my liquor for free i'm gonna fuck a couple of them. i don't know why i always got the vibe like you was in a serious relationship i always got the nah. vibe from your you, girl I, I don't even know him and i don't get that because I, I, I don't never see him out getting ratchet like that he'd be turning yeah, up but he don't have like it'd be bitches at the table but i just see him i don't know if he'd be sneaking I mean, touches i don't dis- know discretion Not you, yeah, you well, what gotta, are you expecting you gotta, him to do grab him by the pussy like what the fuck that was good. Yeah, you go in the club, you get a table, you get your section, you got your boys with you, you invite some girls over, and then you just chill. You just let them Tony be happy is to be the there. guy that wears sunglasses at the club, though. Uh, that shit's hilarious. Absolutely. Don't yeah. like to make eye contact, huh? Yeah, I just like, I don't like, exactly, I don't like people seeing what I'm staring at. Uh, <laughs> I see them looking at me, and I don't want them to know I see them looking at me. You know, I see oh. dudes like you, Tony Rock over there. I'm see, I used to think that that was weird, but after yeah. loving hip hop and after talking to her, just like even airports, I'll wear some fucking glasses, and I can see you staring dead in my face. Mm-hmm. I will keep walking. And, like, and I, don't I don't want see. you to see me cracked in the club. I don't want people to see me like drunk and right. shit. Then I got to yeah. walk out. TMZ's out there like, look at him. He looks like he's losing it. The kid's right. losing it. So I he's on his way down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I okay. got you. So wait, Tony, do you ever have any plans of like settling down and yeah, yeah, yeah. getting married? I want to have and, kids and all that. Yeah? yeah. yeah. Do you have a timeline for that? No. No? Mm-hmm. No. no. Everything in God's time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's no woman that's like, you know, really kind of stood out to oh, yeah, the yeah, fancy yeah, kind of thing in recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's a special little someone. a special someone. Oh, hey, shout out to that special someone what does it take to I get mean, the, the attention of tony rock exactly. the attention no, yeah. the attention att- attention is you know physical that's attention okay well you know? the the, 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 heart, my the loyalty is, the love what does the, it take the, the, all, all men that are 100 gonna tell you the physical is what make them approach yeah. the mental is what makes them stay mm-hmm. so if mm-hmm. i walk up to a girl like most guys just most guys if they're being honest with you they'll walk up to a woman within five six minutes of conversation they have two trains of thought it's either one i could fuck with this girl i could fuck with her i could really mm-hmm. fuck with her or two, I could fuck her. Right. So then what if the interaction is between the girl and I will determine that. So you as the female determine what my train of thought is going to be after that. Well, and then I'm going to go and then I'm going to conduct myself in this way or that, or that way. way. Do, do you That's find true. dating in L.A. more difficult than 98 percent of the women in Los Angeles undateable? Yeah. Ninety nine percent of the women in Los Angeles fuckable. That's the problem. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's a Tony Rock stat right there. That is 98 true. undateable, 99 fuckable. Okay, wow. wait. Damn. Tell me why. Undateable? Yes. Okay, fuckable. Because, because fuck, I want because fuck, I want to say I'm part of that 2% fuckable's that is easy. very dateable. Fuckable's easy. Uh, they're just good looking and that's no, fuckable, all, they, I guess. That's all I they have to shit. offer and yeah. you know, boom. Uh, un, undateable, uh, not motivated, uh, self-centered, Shallow, egotistical. Uh, Want somebody uh, uh, to take care of them. Yeah, no, no drive, no focus. Uh, not entirely educated. Uh, <laughs> uh, issues. Uh, uh, followers, not leaders, not Ooh. motivated. Uh, On social media, you know, more than a grind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
It's okay. like today. Today's the perfect day. Look on Instagram right now. If you're a chick and you're still putting your ass up on Instagram today after fucking Trump won the election, you have nothing else to offer. Right. I really want to see that in the next break. Yeah. Go on, if any chick that got her ass on Instagram today or even last night, go, go look at like 10 o'clock last night. If your ass was in, on Instagram last night at 10 o'clock, you got nothing else to offer. But, but it's true because when I moved to New York for six months, I had a wake-up call that I had developed this fucked-up sense of what beauty was. Because mm-hmm. like I was seeing women out there with... What are those little fucking boots y'all used to wear that are annoying? Uggs. Oh my God. Everybody had a fucking Ugg. But the, the, the beauty in women out there is so much different in terms of what people out here look for. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Uggs are big out here. You're not, I'm not just saying the shoes. I'm just saying they were just, you know, they had Uggs. Just regular. They they, they weren't wearing Louboutins and driving Ex- a fucking. Because you right. can't. Because in New York, you got to walk a lot. And there's no that way true. that you could wear those goddamn. Oh, you know what my de- my designer shoe collection looks like. You've seen that shit. Uh, Floyd, I mean, as much as Floyd has added to it, of okay, course. Okay, listen, whatever. Okay. <laughs> These are very humble today, though. Did he call your shoes humble? Go fuck nice. yourself. <laughs> that was nice. That's not the normal that was curve queen shoe. Like Louboutin, Gucci, Red Bottom. These look like some nasty, cold Steve That Madden's. motherfucker said you represent Payless. No, Wait, was, okay, that, an, was that, that an insult? That, that they, was an they insult. said they don't, they're, they're not Gucci? Not. I said they're humble. Okay. I just don't know where he's coming from. Okay. He said okay. they're humble just like shoes. Like, no, the, I mean, like, on. they're not like one day, the, one, okay, day, one day, Melissa came to the show wearing sweats. I said she looked real comfortable. Got, How dare was, you call me comfortable? Right. She hasn't. She hasn't looked comfortable. I had to squeeze since. this ass into these sweatpants. <laughs> I'm Miss Ford. You know I mean nothing I'm, by I'm that. I'm playing with you. But I'm she gonna come with tomorrow with some goddamn red bottoms. No, listen. On. Let, I. It depends. It depends on how I'm feeling because I need a massage. Listen, let me tell you something. But anyways, in New York. Oh, my designer shoes stayed in their boxes. I could not walk in them because you got to walk everywhere in New York. Yeah. And first of all, there is just so much shit in New York, like on the streets, dog urine, just d- ew. It's just nasty. Wait, that bad? What oh, were you my- at? What were you? I was living in the financial district. I came outside to a She's river bougie. of dog urine every single day. Okay, it was nasty, garbage, rats. You know, rats got yeah, vertical yeah, in New yeah, York. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Wait, speaking in New York, rats the size of cats. Speaking in New York, did you hear that a woman pushed another woman in front of the one train yesterday and killed her? Not the first time. Yeah. <laughs> really? She's, that was probably her initiation. That's crazy. It happens so often. Yeah. You know, yeah, people, happens like, yeah, it happens a lot that they just don't really want to tell you, you know. That's crazy. Because it might give well, people ideas. I used to love the subway. I don't take it anymore because I love the hip hop shit. All our fans are on that motherfucker and they are crazy <laughs> as fuck. They want to talk about Ra Ali and Remy Ma. I'm like, I don't even know those motherfuckers like that. Oh, Ra's the homie. No, she just sent me her number yesterday because we, we both got mutual bi- bitches we don't like. So Wait, what, <laughs> let's set this bitch together. <laughs> I may have to transition to another city after the next season. So, Melissa, you were going to talk about the movie that Tony just wrapped. Okay, so you just wrapped a movie called Couples Night. Yes. Yeah, and that was with Reagan Gomez, Preston, and Malik. Uh, what's his last name? Charles Malik. Charles Malik. Charles Malik. Okay. And uh, Denise Boutte. Mm-hmm. Clifton Powell. And, I love Clifton Powell. Oh, he's, he's super awesome. Funny. Super funny. He's everybody's uncle. That dude is amped up, man. <laughs> he Six has in the morning, so much set, like, yeah, what's up, brother? I'm like, man, you got to bring it. <laughs> I just left the club two hours ago, man. You got to bring it down. So, uh, uh, Mal- uh, uh, Madeline Woods was made a guest appearance in the movie. Remember, girl, you got the goods like Madeline Woods. She was on BET years ago. Shit, I'm only thirty. Just to host the show on BET years ago. She was in a Tribe Called Quest song. She was in a famous Tribe Called Quest. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, Couples Night. It's about a uh, couple that moves from Wisconsin to D.C. Mm-hmm. They're, they're kind of square, and they meet their crazy next-door neighbors, and they create this like group night of just the couples hanging out. And then the, the crazy couple gets the square couple to kind of excuse me live their dreams, and it kind of turns them into them. 
Okay. And then the comedy ensues. And we shot in DC. So, so I'm like, assuming that you're the square married I'm, couple? No, I'm crazy couple. Okay. I would have liked to have seen oh. you play a square. Those movies do well. Yeah. I yeah. like those type of yeah. movies. You're part of the crazy couple. Okay, so who's, who plays your wife? Uh, Denise Boutet. Denise Boutet. From uh, okay. uh, Why Did I Get Married? She was the one that... Uh, Oh, I know who you're talking about. That he made it, he made Jill Scott take the train. Oh, and made her, that's oh, the bad yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the bad one. She yeah, played my wife. That's yeah. jacked up. Mm-hmm. How was that? It's great. It was great, man. Better than Miss Ford? Nobody's better than hey, Miss Ford. Hey, come on, don't that. create controversy Nobody's between better. him and somebody he has to promote. <laughs> I got, I got, and I got, I got to dress up like a cowboy and have sex with her in the movie. Oh shit! <laughs> just be like that. Just be like Safari. I'm loving hip hop and say both of them. Both of them. Both of them. Yeah. When did that come out? Uh, it'll be out 2017. I think it's going straight to Netflix, but it was it was great. Yeah, I just did a Netflix movie myself. Oh, yeah. It's all right. It'll be the best yeah. one sometimes. Yeah, it but it's dope. interesting because television is moving online. Mm-hmm. So you got Hulu, yeah. Netflix. You have a lot of these. Uh, I mean, even the deal that we, we're we doing right now, I mean, there's conversations about how we do it, you know, move it to um, Netflix. So that's that's nice. huge. Congrats. Mm-hmm. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. And so tell me about um, the, the warm up. The warm-up is, uh, uh, I lucked up into that, man. Sometimes a gig just falls in your lap. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So uh, I did a show. It sounds like Melissa's dating life. <laughs> I did a show about yes. four years ago for NBA TV. It was uh, Chris Webber, and we were picking the best basketball players at every position. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Chris Webber's people reached out to my sister, who went to college with one of the girls that was working with Chris. And she was like, yeah, Tony knows a lot about basketball. And they had mm-hmm. me on. It was real funny and free-flowing. And my sister just kept sending the, the young lady, Olivia, a email like every six months. She's like, mm-hmm. hey, Tony's busy doing this. But if you guys got anything, let us know. Four years later, they develop a show. They're trying to increase the NBA's web presence, mm-hmm. the social media mm-hmm. presence. So they created a show talking about the pop culture of basketball, like mm-hmm. who has the hottest sneaker, the best jersey, or mm-hmm. you know, the, be- the, the dunk of the week, stuff like that. Just mm-hmm. the stuff you talk about, With your about basketball in the right. barbershop. Mm-hmm. So I was in, uh, I was in Houston. They flew me to Atlanta for the uh, for the uh, to pair people up to auditions, and they paired me up with the guy Roe Parrish out of Dallas, and we just had instant chemistry. We were talking about basketball and hip hop and all that stuff, and then they paired me up with a bunch of other people. They paired me up with Skylar Diggins. They paired me up with somebody else. Oh shoot! And then I left, and they called my sister like, "Yo, we we want Tony." Oh, that's dope. So I my, now my agents got to get involved, and they were like, "Well, Tony has tour dates. I got tour dates until like June of 2017 already." Mm-hmm. So they were like, "Well, if we double the money, can we get them?" And like, okay, let's boom. So we, every Thursday, I fly to Atlanta. We shoot that show. It's a half hour before uh, Inside the NBA with mm-hmm. Steve and Shaq and Kenny. And those guys, we are the the, the lead in for that for that show That's on dope. the NBA TV uh, Twitter feed, NBATV.com. It's called the Warm Up. So I fly to Atlanta every on Thursday. Week. I fly out Friday and go on the road. Do my Friday, Saturday, Sunday on the road. Fly back to LA for all death <laughs> on Wednesday. Fly back to Atlanta for the warm up. Bro, that's so, the yeah. life right yeah, there. Man. You working? Yeah. yeah. Well, I was just gonna ask about um, ADD because I know they shot an HBO special. Yeah. Aren't they this working Saturday? On... This Saturday. So talk about that a little bit. This Saturday, November twelfth, HBO All Deaf Comedy Live, executive produced by Russell Simmons, hosted by Tony Rock. Uh, we got Zainab Johnson, Tony Roberts. Robert Powell, CP, and uh, Kevin, Kevin Tate, Tate on the yeah. on the on the first show. Mm-hmm. It's an hour special where Def Jam was a half hour. This is an hour nice. special. So uh, we feel very strongly about the pickup. So new episodes will be coming in twenty. So this is basically all Def comedy is coming back. It's the show you see on Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah, but it was As bigger special, though, right? Yeah, yeah, but now it's it's just the you know Russell's imprint is now yeah, yeah. all Def instead of yeah. Def Jam. Right, so right. it's the same thing. It's the same blueprint, same format. Nice. Come out and still so we say, thank you for coming out. Yeah, he came out, he came out. Yeah, it was amazing. Hey, that's you, you, see those, you see the smile on my face when he comes out to do that because it's been a dream of mine to host that. <laughs> to hear that. So when Russell comes out and says God bless and good night, watch the, the smile on my face. Oh, it's okay, like I'm, I'm ten years old again. Like just like holy shit. 
We all grew up it. hearing that, man. I did it. Like, yeah, it's I was, real dope. I was watching uh, some Instagram clips come up of uh, the Queens of Comedy. Like, I want to see Monique come back. Do you think Monique, do you think Monique's kind of fallen off since she's become this Hollywood actress? Because, I mean. She has that new movie out right now called Almost Christmas. Almost Christmas, yeah. yeah. Oh, it looks so hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, I mean, when she used to talk about skinny bitches, that was a whole different Monique. Well, yeah. She's yeah. a skinny yeah, yeah, yeah. woman now. But she for health reasons. Skinny. Well, yeah. she lost a lot of weight. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of comics, they, they start, you know, they transition into movies and TV and then they leave stand-up alone. Stand-up's the type of thing you can't stop doing it. Yeah. yeah. And then think you can just jump back on and, you know, look at Martin. Martin's not the same Martin. No. Like, Chris I see the show. It's like, isn't, that's not Martin that and I, I think that that's I the season. And I think that's Chris why Kevin Hart special is, was very yeah. depressing. Yeah, me too. I, you, you can't stop doing stand-up for that many years and think you can just pick it right back up. And that's, that's why I think Kevin Hart is so relevant too because he does keep, he does yeah. stay on going on tour and continuing to grow his brand yeah. and reaching his audience. Because Even my brother, people, my brother never stops doing stand-up. He doesn't, yeah. like, you won't see a special, but he's, you go to New York, he's in the club on stage. Let me ask you something. I've seen, because I talk about this a lot, a lot of my comedic friends, man. What do you feel about, you know, I think he's, Eddie Murphy said it's going to take him about two years to, to get back on stage. I could write Eddie Murphy's hour this weekend if, if he wanted me to. I could help him write it this weekend because all Eddie Murphy has to do is just talk about, boom, come on stage, first 15, 20 minutes, how big he was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next 20, how life has changed for him since how, how, how big he was. Kids now, the internet, social media, divorce, now got a white wife, nine kids, John, all that. Johnny Gill. It, all that. And end it with, this is the big, the big closer. The big closer, he can end it with that story about the, the, the transvestite. Yeah. He has to end it with that story. Wow. He can say, you know, he was so big that, it, you know, whatever happened, happened. And uh, you think he still got that? He could say something tiny? like he could say something like he would have had to kill her because he would have had to keep it on the low. He would have been OJ before OJ. <laughs> so he would have had a Johnny. He would have had to hire Johnny Cochran first. He would have had Rock, Robert Shapiro first. Mm. They would have been like, if the shoe don't fit, you must have quit with all that uh-huh. stuff. He would have been in the Bronco with Arsenio driving, all of that. Oh, End it like that. Good night, everybody. I'm Eddie Murphy. But Boom. do you think that Eddie Murphy wow. really he actually really wants to reclaim his former glory? That's he, the, yeah, he doesn't care. He, I don't think he does because he, he just care. he did this movie. Did you hear about that movie? Mr. Uh, Church. Mr. Church. Mr. Yeah. Okay, and it's a it's a it's like a kind of coming of age, and it's a very sentimental, you know, yeah. kind of movie. You know, it's a drama, and um and it just he looks like he's getting really comfortable with. Is yeah. with maturity. He has a legacy. Read. But and, you gotta, and people got to keep in mind, uh, Delirious yeah. and Raw oh, yeah. was 18 years old to 21 years old. Yeah, yeah. he was this a fucking kid. Ooh. He's a totally different guy. He looked like he was 30. And, yeah. and that was 21. Bracket. Raw was 21 years old. Yeah. 22 his, maybe. His tax bracket is completely yeah. different too. So, yeah. you know, it's not, there's no, there's no, uh, there's incentive, no incentive to really run yeah. to the stage now. Right. Yeah. You're older. You're sitting on way more money than you could ever spend Live, in your life. Living up in your Beverly kids Park. Are doing great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. It's no need to like. I feel like I need to voice my opinion on certain topics. It's, so, so know. what do you think about Nene Leakes? She's left the Housewives of Atlanta and now she's a stand-up comic. No, she's, she's not a stand-up comic. Okay, so oh, listen. Hold on. Okay. She, she's claiming now that she's a stand-up comic, and Lunell was here. Yeah. I've known Lunell <laughs> since I was 16, 17 years old, and she let her have it. What do you think about that? Okay, there are very many people, Nene just happens to be in that same group, that are on TV, and sometimes the money slows up with what they're doing, and they go, hey, you know what? I have a personality from this TV show I was on. Now I'll do stand-up. Mm. Anthony Anderson is not a stand-up comedian. But, you know, he was doing TV and then slowed up. Boom, I'll start doing stand-up. Then he got, you know, back on the show. Uh, blackish. But he's not a stand-up in the traditional sense that he started out in the comedy clubs, doing bringer shows, getting paid $5 a spot, you know, tr- just waiting for somebody to not show up so he could get on stage. Not in that traditional sense. Uh, Anthony Anderson, uh, NeNe Leakes, 
uh, Steve O from Jack from a uh, Jackass. <laughs> Nick yeah. Cannon. Uh, Nick Cannon's not a stand-up comic. Uh, uh, Steve, Jimmy, Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, there's a bunch of guys that have a personality from a show, and then they think, okay, well, this is an easy check. I'll go. Charlie Murphy's not a stand-up comedian. Yeah, Charlie Murphy got on telling stories about his brother mm-hmm. on a very funny show. Yeah, the show ended, and it was like, how do I keep getting checks? Boom, I'll do this. See, because I know, like, when you go to mm-hmm. ADD, when you're when you get into it with the audience, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Nene just got into it with somebody in the audience. She threatened to climb up and beat her ass and just was yeah, cussing it, her out. It's just, like she doesn't have any formal training yeah. in stand-up comedy. Yeah. It should never escalate to physicality. Right, right. If you're a good comic. Yeah. If you're a good comic, you would never even... I've had shows where people jump up and like, I'll kick your ass. And I'm like, okay, this <laughs> guy's... On, I'm just going to keep going until you leave or you, the room just... I win Ray, over. Chris Spencer are the three best, I think, improv cl- crowd fucking... Thank you. Ever, man. Thank you. Like, really, I mean, I, I, I'm quick on the improv, but you're quick. Whoa, <laughs> what is your, what, how do you, what's your education? Like, how do you do that, man? Like, uh, I've I seen just, you. I just see everything. When I'm on stage, I literally, I can hear everything. I can see everything. It's like my, my radar is just everything. You I can Deadpool. Somebody man. drop a drink, boom. <laughs> I hear a girl arguing. Somebody has a problem with their check. Anything. I see a, somebody <laughs> right wearing something funny. Face. Yeah, it's like. I just see it all. It's like well, thinking about the um, taking it back to like you know, if as a real stand-up comedian, you shouldn't um, ever have to you know go by the way of violence. You right. know, like if if somebody's antagonizing you, this is a little far back. But do you remember Michael Richards and his fucking meltdown? Yeah, I was the there. Sta- you were there. I was there. Yeah. Okay. Michael Richards, for people who don't know, because yeah. it took me a second to... Uh, Seinfeld. He was Kramer, Kramer. from Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, well, since you were there, like, describe to everybody he what tried, happened that night. He tried to... Which, and he, stand, he has a stand-up background, correct? He has an uh, improv background. Okay. He's an improv, uh, one of the... Uh, Groundlings or something. Groundlings, right? yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's what he... He tried to turn it into that. He tried to turn it into a performance piece. Mm-hmm. So the guy was talking. Guy was up to his up, upper left, and guy was talking, and said something about his bill. And it was a white guy who said it. Mm-hmm. It was a white guy talking, sitting next to a black guy. He looked up, saw the black guy, and he tried to turn it into, he tried to be a character, like an angry white guy as a character. But the room didn't get it. <laughs> so I'm in the back like, I see what he's doing. Right. He tried to like play the old man that the, who, the ball comes on his lawn. He's like, you kids, I'll tell you something, you kid. You know, mm-hmm. he tried to turn into that guy. Mm-hmm. The room wasn't following it. And it's like, what? They're going to they're gonna come in here. They're going to look up there. They're going to be like, what's going on? It, it's, it's a nigger. It's a nigger. And the room's like, hey, man, what's wrong with this guy? And I'm like, oh, he's okay. I see what he's doing. You got it. It didn't work. <laughs> yeah. It didn't work. I don't think he's a racist. Mm-hmm. I, I never thought he was racist. I've had many conversations with him several times at the Laugh Factory. I, it just went horribly wrong. I have no. never heard that version it went of horribly the story. Wrong. This like, is my I've first never, time I've, I've never heard it presented that you ever way. See the, the, you ever see, it went all the fucking way wrong for Michael Richards. Yeah, like, it see, was over for him. Uh, when Richard Pryor does the heroin addict mm-hmm. on stage, and he literally, like the lights come down. Set that mood. He sets the mood, and he does the whole thing. He ties the arm, and he's talking, yeah, baby, because you know they... Mm-hmm. And it's a performance piece. It's yeah. not stand-up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you're in the room and you're following it, you're like, oh, this is it. amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's the difference between he, the Nene Leakses and the people who aren't skilled in that lane. Like, that's right. not your lane. They just want to get in it real quick right. for whatever reason. But yeah. this is the thing. And the people that the, are professional. The, the, the comedy club owners are to blame for this as well. Because... Well, not to blame. I'm not going to say to blame. Because comedy club owners, their job... Is they have one job put asses in the seats. Mm-hmm. That's their one job. If asses are in the seats, then asses are gonna buy two drinks and buy food and pay to get in. Mm-hmm. They don't give a f- comedy club owners don't give the f- give a fuck about, about the quality of a show. Mm-hmm. 
If his ass is in the seats, they don't give a fuck about nurturing a comic and the development of the craft. Mm-hmm. That they don't care that we artists. They just like Nene's gonna sell this fucking room out. I'll fucking put Nene in this has room it next always weekend. Been, has it always been that way? Yes, it or, has. Okay. When I started, when I started doing stand up, when I first started going on the road, I was blessed. I had the blessing to be Tracy Morgan's opening act wow. for like two years. That's okay. huge. Damn. And I would just watch everything. How the crowd went crazy for Tracy. How Tracy developed. How he worked. I was just. A, I was. It was a blessing. I was Kim Cole's opening act for maybe a summer. I love Kim Cole. Uh, and this was when she was on uh, Living, Living Single. Single. yeah. So the owner of the club, we in, we in Jersey one weekend, and the owner of the club puts the flyer up, and it's from Living Single, Kim Cole's feature act, Chris Rock's brother, Tony oh, Rock. Wow. So now people are like, hey, we'll go see Chris Rock's brother yeah. and Kim Cole's. So after the show, you know, half of the room is like, we want to get pictures with Kim Cole's. Other half of the room is like, we want to see, we want to get pictures with Tony Rock. So the owner's like, okay, you know what we'll do? We'll bump this kid up to headliner and bring him back his own weekend. And then we'll get Kim a different feature to open up for her. Because now we can make money off of this guy, mm-hmm. build as Chris Rock's brother. So they you- didn't give a fuck that I didn't have the material at the time. I didn't have 45 minutes to an hour to do on stage. I had maybe a strong 15. 25. Oh, okay. Maybe I could stretch it to 30. Mm-hmm. But I, you can't, when, they, you know, when they elevate you, you can't say no because then you never get the opportunity again. So that's why I got cr- good at crowd work because I had to do 10 minutes of written material, 10 minutes of crowd work. 10 minutes of written material. Close with my biggest joke. Good night, everybody. You know what I mean? You're right. That's why I kept developing that muscle of like being able to make anything funny. It's a formula to this. Yeah. A lot of people but, don't know but that. But they just want to put asses in the seats. Mm-hmm. So if Nene's going to put asses in the seats mm-hmm. and I'm a comedy club owner, fuck and, it. I'm and, re- and really quick, you know the, the new age is social media right now. Right. So like, you know oh, yeah. Now, if you, now it's if you have a million followers, yeah. I'll put you on the show. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. You know the Instagrammers and there's a lot of new Instagrammers out there yeah. or Viners and they're yeah. doing these videos, but... They don't really understand the formula of the setup and the punch. But, but, they, but this is the thing. Uh, they, they're learning baptism by fire. I've been on a couple of shows with a couple of the, the internet guys, the, mm-hmm. the, the 15-second guys, mm-hmm. and they've been eating it. I mean, you look at the, de- the death of Vine. Vine is gone now. I mean, so they're losing. I mean, there's, that was a trend. That was like right. something that was in for the moment. You know, yeah. comedy's been around for years. But it's be if around. you're a comedy club book, if you book a room or you book a show, there was value and this to guy that has a million people. followers, yeah, you're thinking, I'll put him on the show. You don't goes, care if he's funny or not. Well, and then he comes on and bombs his ass yeah. off, and then we got to go clean the mess up. Yep. I've seen it happen. Well, that's like, I mean, it's the same as putting somebody like, a, I don't want to say a Karuchi, but somebody with big following. I mean, Karuchi's yeah. been able to build yeah. her brand, you know, thankfully, yeah. but there's some that just have the millions of followers. And they'll get a they'll get a spread in a magazine, or yeah. they'll become a face of a brand. Which yeah, when I see, that doesn't but I always see flies, translate to sales. Though I see flies that they're hosting parties, and I'm like, why should I go to a party because the girl from it's Black the Ink is there? Like, why? What, <laughs> well, why why do I want to go there because the girl from Unless she fine? Yeah, she's bad as shit. You know, then I'm like, you know, it's a few of them I'm looking for, but <laughs> <laughs> if she's there, I'll go. Uh, Black Ink, no, Sky's the homie. Sky's my homie. I spoke to Sky yesterday. Sky was supposed to come Sky on our show. Nigga. We need Sky on the show. Yeah, that's my nigga. Yeah. Uh, well, then holler. Tell her we need I'll, her on I'll the show. I'll text her, let her know. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Okay, so you've got your movie coming out, and uh, that's in, that's next year, and your yeah. brother, Jordan, has a pilot on Comedy Central. I mean, first of all, yeah. how many rocks are there? Yeah, I don't seven, know. Like, what do you guys like? Do you guys like the new Wayans? The seven, new and improved Wayans Seven brothers, family? two sisters. <laughs> Damn. Charles, Chris, sister. Andre, Tony, Derek, Brian, Kenny, Quan, Andy, Jordan. That sound like Bill. You sounded like um, what's it from uh, Goodwill Hunting? You sounded like what's his name? Uh, Matt Damon. No, 
Matt Damon. You talking about Dumb and Dumber? No, motherfucker. Y'all look, no. y'all look Dumb like Dumb and Dumber right now. <laughs> no, I'm Goodwill Hunting the Dumb and Dumber? Because I remember some yeah. a scene like that in the movie, too. Continue. See, the, see, this is the thing. She is half white and brings that white girl out. He's the nigga in class trying to act white and trying to figure it out. I'm just over here like, I don't look know what these, the fuck y'all He's the nigga that's going to win because he's light-skinned. These are my black friends right here. <laughs> so okay, continue. so we know. Yeah, so we, yeah. Uh, uh, Couples Night will be out 2017. Mm-hmm. I have a new game show on TV One January 24th. Called the Game of Dating. The warm up is on every Thursday on NBA TV. Uh, all Deaf Comedy Live this Saturday. Hopefully, more episodes coming in the new year and tour dates coming through 2017. Can I just say that? Wait, wait, real quick. I, I do remember when I first heard of Tony Rock, it was Chris Rock's brother years ago. Yeah. But but that's gone now. Like, no, you, it's not gone. Every year it's a little less. I mean, but I mean, when I'm in the I, airport, it's still, hey, Chris Rock's brother. Yeah, I but hey, I think I mean, that's not but, my name. But I was just like hearing all the things that you have going on right now and just having seen the evolution of you and your brand, like yeah. you're standing on your own. You're doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. actually have a, um, an all white weekend too. What, oh yeah, birthday weekend, birth my birthday. Yeah, I mean like you branding wise, like you doing the work. Yeah, we we putting some and money. your toy drive for like around. Yeah, Christmas. every Christmas we do. Yeah. Uh, I, my foundation is uh, rock the world. Uh, 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 my rock, my rock foundation. We raise uh, awareness about diabetes. We r- get toys for kids that have diabetes. It be lit too. Yeah, it's uh, you've been a few. I've been once. Oh yeah, the you, been to, you came to the white party. I didn't get in. Ooh. You moved it to Malibu. Niggas can't go out there. I, 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 didn't, I didn't get in, bro. I got one. your number now. It was a good one. <laughs> yes, but my baby brother, the youngest, the last of the Mohicans, <laughs> my favorite comedian in the world right now is Jordan Rock. Oh, wow. My little brother has been putting work in in New York City for years. He graduated high school on a Friday. That Monday, he was in New York trying to get into the comedy clubs. He kept begging me to take him on the road. I said, no, you got to take your lumps. I can't do any favors for you just yet. That's deep. You got to take your lumps like I had to take my lumps. Mm-hmm. So he just stayed in New York, grinding, working hard, putting work in. This kid is super talented. In the next five years, Jordan Rock's going to be one of the biggest comedians in the world. I, uh, he has uh, season three of Love on Netflix. Mm-hmm. They're shooting at right now. He has a new pilot on Comedy Central called uh, Drunk Girl and High Guy. He's the lead. And uh, I take him on the road with me when, whenever Yo, he has a free weekend. Drunk working, girl, man. high guy. Yeah. That sounds hilarious. Whenever he has a free weekend, I take him on the road with me. And these rocks are here. So, yeah, so in your family, do all of the brothers, Chris, you, Jordan, do you all support thing. each other? Or is it everybody has their own individual grind? Everybody has their own individual grind with the support of everybody else. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm Jordan's biggest cheerleader. He's my biggest cheerleader. We both go crazy when my brother Chris does something. The new uh, Netflix special, we can't wait to see it. We mm-hmm. already called it. I'm like, when you going on? When you Where you working out at? I want to see it because I like to see it, the progression of it. I've seen all of his specials when they were, you know, 10-minute sets, 20-minute sets, 30. Hour. Like, you know, I've seen it. So I, I want to see it again just like I did, you know, years ago. Hey, this is good. I wish we had more time because I would love to hear how I was growing up in the rock house, man. It's the best. It's I, the best well, I grew up in a crack house. No, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> rock, crack, get it? Yeah, I get it. I don't know. That's my comedic that relief for the day. That was funny. That was good. That was was good. it? It was good. Okay. It was good. It was good. I mean, no, I'm just Con- thinking of Pookie right now. That was some shit. Uh, that yeah, motherfucker was ashy as hell. <laughs> he was the original crack. ashy Larry. <laughs> I mean, because I knew Pookie from TV, then my brother was selling drugs. So between all of that, I realized that's not the world I want to be a part of. Like, yeah. No, but it was good to be able to have you come on the show because oh, i've been a fan and i've been watching you and like i said i'm not afraid of a lot of people like i'm on love and hip-hop i can fucking survive that shit but i cannot survive the front seat at all that digital so i'm glad you came on the show thanks for having me man thank appreciate you. it thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Thank you right. we're out Bye. peace, peace.